You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 287 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with the very talented Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Hot off the heels of your successful uh, art exhibition opening. How was it? Oh yeah, it was really great fun. It was really strange about during it was kind of an out-of-body experience. Yeah. But I think the next day I was able to appreciate it and, you know, because I had no idea how much effort and blood, sweat and tears it took to put on a solo exhibition. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I slept for... Uh, a, a lot, a long time. In fact, the day we were bumping in, I was still up working on on everything as my partner woke up. Like, and everyone in my street had gone to had gotten up and gone to work, and I was still up from the night before. Oh so my god! It was definitely an all nighter and and uh, several almost all nighters. But yeah, I have a new respect for anyone who's done a solo exhibition because it's a big, big effort. Um, but yes, it went well. It was good, and um, yeah, you know. How, how did it feel? Uh, when you had all the work hanging um, to see all your work in that room, what did that feel like? Um, numb. I honestly yeah. didn't feel anything till the next day yeah. I, because there were so many things to do. I know that sounds weird, but because, yeah. the, I mean, it did kind of look good, but then no sooner, like it looks a lot better in an exhibition space than it does in your oh, home, totally. in your studio. But then... I I just had to move on to the next thing because there's, you know, so many yeah. things that had to be done. And so, um, yeah, it's weird. People have asked me that, but I didn't actually feel anything at the time. I yeah. think I need to practice being more present in the yes. future for other things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had a lot of distractions going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, you know. congratulations. It's an amazing achievement and, and in such a short space of time, you know. I think uh, regular listeners will remember that uh, that uh, well-known podcast. Uh, what was it? Was it our 100th episode? No, I remember. <laughs> Where you first shared your love of art and it came <laughs> from like, you know, we all know you love art, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, that decision to start uh, following your creative curiosity started then and you dabbled in a lot of different areas. You tried yeah. on, you know, a few different things and then you found that uh, painting was a thing and this style that you're uh, working in now wasn't the first style that you, no. you tested out. You tested out lots of things and that applies to photography, photography as well. Absolutely. You might decide, okay, I love photography but I'm not sure what style of photography. I certainly experimented with many. I was a food photographer when I started out, I was doing food and products mm. as a as a commercial photographer and then fashion because I thought that's what I wanted to do. And, and then I discovered portrait photography and, yep. you know, found the love. And you, you, you sort of followed a, a, a similar path where you dabbled in a few different styles and then you found uh, this style that you're working in now. I can never pronounce it. What What is it that like some of the paintings <laughs> that you do? What is it? Chinoiserie. Yeah, it's a hard word. I'm uh, changing it. I'm not going to use that you? word anymore. What are you no going to call can, it? No one no can one say can it. No one can pronounce it. No. Mm. It's like ombudsman. That's a hard word. That is word. not a hard word to yes, say. Yes, it is for no, me. No, it's not. Yes, That's it ridiculous. Is. <laughs> ombudsman. I mean, really. That's ridiculous. Anyway, what has been happening in your world? So, uh, busy week, lots going on, always mm. heaps going on, but we've got some 
I think we've got some CCs. Do you want to dive into those uh, for the listeners this yes, week? Yes, definitely. So before we launch into this week's topic, which is five port- portrait photography techniques every photographer should know, uh, we're going to do these CCs. So we have yep. a – so a CC is a constructive critique. And also, if you would like constructive critiques and to join our fantastic community, just go to Facebook and search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and request to join. We'd love to have you in there. There are fantastic photographers from all walks of life at all different levels. And it's so great to see everyone's photography from all around the world. So Dylan um, posted an image of a, um, a woman, a young woman in a kind of like a lobby or a conference venue or a hotel, but um, there's some tiles on the floor that give some really good leading lines into the background and there's some good depth of field because in the background it is almost like a corridor or a lobby, as I've mentioned. She's wearing black and she's turning to face the camera. It's a full-length shot and um, it's quite striking because she's wearing black but she's got, you know, some good hair and makeup and some red lipstick. Um, Dylan has said, Hi all, I could use some thoughts on a particular aspect of this photo. And of course, we'll put this photo in the show notes, which you can find at ginamilitia.com. Dylan says, I used a gradient filter from the bottom to partway up the model's legs to draw attention more to her face, which you do, you do look at her face Mm. more. While I like the spotlight effect, it does make her feet much darker than the rest of her opinions. Good question. I think that's a really good question, hey? Yeah, so yeah. I think, Dylan, you've done an excellent job here in um, finding the good light in this image. So I, I uh, pretty much uh, com- pretty confident that you've shot this with uh, daylight. Like I think there would be light streaming in from behind you as the photographer, streaming onto that model and lighting her up. And then uh, very cleverly, I think this is I, – I do this all the time when I look for locations for portraits, I look for depth behind the model so like corridors are fantastic any foyer area anywhere where there's uh uh you know anything behind the model is far away because you can throw that out of focus and it's less distracting so you as you mentioned Val you've got these leading lines that lead us uh you know to the model and then through the image so that technique I think you've done really well you've exposed this um and it's an interesting background not too many distractions and even the uh, model's outfit she's just wearing a uh, simple black t-shirt black jeans black shoes and then there's this splash of red uh, across her shoulder there uh, you know quite lovely everything looks great um, and I like how you've done the vignette and I, I, I don't think it's distracting that her feet are darker than her face but what I do find distracting Dylan is the I think the placement of her feet to me uh, look a bit awkward um, and uh, the, 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 the placement, uh, w- what I would do with this image is rather than having a vignette is I would crop about mid-thigh and I think you would get a much stronger image because it's mm. like, you, you know, you, I, I do find the stance a bit distracting. And something that we're going to talk about, uh, one of the five portrait techniques that I want to discuss in um, this uh, podcast today is when you're working with models, often what they do, and I, I'm assuming this model has uh, posed herself in this pose, and what happens when you're working with semi-professional or professional models, they will go into their own poses, and I think as the if you want to take your photography next level, you need to um, still direct models to, because you're seeing what they're doing, and often they might... Uh, go into a pose that they think looks good but you as the Mm. photographer need to recognize when something looks a bit awkward and often it's just a tiny tweak like if that uh, front foot of the models was pointing towards camera and the weight was on her back back leg that pole pose would have a a much uh, nicer flow to it and it wouldn't look as awkward so it's just little minute uh, tweaks when you're working with professional models you still need to do that so I think that's something that uh, you'll want to do and then you're also looking at uh, how they're holding their mouth and the expression on their eyes and things like that and so you're doing uh, little micro 
tweaks all the way through and you're going to get a much more uh, relaxed and authentic looking pro- uh, portrait but I think you've done uh, a great job there and good thinking on the, on the vignette as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we also have a constructive critique for Brianne. Now, Brianne has uh, um, uh, posted a photo of a young woman, maybe a girl, who is um, against sort of like a beigey background. She's got a beigey top on and um, she's got uh, brown hair. She's looking straight to the camera and it's kind of a, a really good standard um uh, portrait shot she's she's a very sweet looking girl so mm. she's got a great smile and she's you know connecting with the camera um very much so uh brianna said first time using off camera flash so cc welcome i usually shoot in natural light only but i'm trying to come out of my comfort zone okay gina what about this one so brianne i Congratulations on uh, stepping out of your comfort zone and having a crack at flash on camera. And I think you've done an excellent job. The exposure is uh, really good and the connection is beautiful. It's just a beautiful smile. Her eyes are lit up. There's someone home in the eyes. Uh, The girl looks really engaged and it's a beautiful smile. So fantastic. Now, if you want to take this image to the next level, the... um, what I would do uh, a couple of things. So uh, the first thing that jumped out to me when I noticed uh, this image is the white balance is out. So when you shoot uh, a, a shot, what the camera does is it'll either, depending on how you've set your white balance, is it'll either do an auto white balance or it'll uh, you can set the the white balance to whatever Kelvin temperature you want. So that's a temperature that measures uh, the the color of uh, the light. And so depending on what's in the room when you shoot, so you might be shooting in daylight, but there may be uh, an overhead light or another light in the room that is a slightly different ca- uh, color. So cheaper cheaper lights tend to have a magenta tint to them. Some lights have a, like a slightly green tint and the camera is going to pick up on those uh, shifts in color um, tint and it'll be transferred onto your image and the way we correct that is uh, using a, a white balance adjustment so when you're doing post-production in say Lightroom or uh, Photoshop and I think it's an essential it is essential to do this with your image if you want them to look more polished and professional mm. uh, a simple white balance adjustment is going to take that color cast out of the image and I see this image looks uh, overall uh, most most images kind of have this uh, orange tone to them digital files generally or they'll have a bit too much magenta and this one has that so you could do a simple white balance adjustment in Lightroom now if you're not sure about white balance Brianne then I I suggest that you uh, check out we've done several episodes on how to get the right Mm. white balance and understanding white balance so uh, search through the archives like archives and okay. have a look at that <laughs> and uh, you'll get a better understanding and and if it's still uh, something you're not uh, quite uh, getting then do post again in the uh, podcast Facebook yeah. group and if I can't help you someone one of the other awesome photographers in there will certainly help you so that will make a huge difference to how the skin tone and the overall image looks the other thing is you've got an issue and you did mention I saw this in the comments that you've got a shadow uh, camera mm left of the image from the light and uh, so what you can do um, to remove that shadow is try and whenever you've got a model and you're only shooting with one light in front of a backdrop position your model a minimum of five or six feet away from the background and that all will eliminate any shadows from your main light because the, uh, the the shadow will drop behind them rather than on the on the background so that's a good trick to use when you've only got one light and I suspect that that uh, part of the black uh, bar there from um, the shadow might be to do with your shutter speed your shutter speed might Mm. be too fast for your flash so it's a a sync speed error so check your shutter speed and if it's over uh, if you're shooting on a like a DSLR, like a Canon or a Nikon, uh, you've got a, a sync speed of around 200, which is the maximum when shooting with flash. It might be that your sync speed was a, a little bit too fast, so you will get a little black bar 
um, on the side. So maybe slow down your shutter speed and uh, do a test and that might eliminate that and move your model forward as well. Uh, the other one is if you're using a background, a material background that's got uh, creases in it, try and steam it. Uh, so that it is flat because sometimes the uh, the creases can be a bit distracting and, and like that's another thing that I, I noticed in there and finally uh, and this is and this is all next level stuff Brianne I don't let, expect you to uh, remember all of this but um, one of the things and we'll talk about this in this episode is head tilt is a big mm -hmm. thing so the position of the head um, is going to make a huge difference to how confident your model looks looks and if you hear some squeaking in the background <laughs> um i had a friend come to visit today who very very kindly uh gave my dog gary uh bought him some tennis balls New toys. And, but didn't didn't real and he loves them but they're squeaky they're squeaky toys and that's okay like... we like gary being part of the episode <laughs> so i'm so sorry but you may hear some squeaks and hopefully he'll he'll get uh we love gary it's okay <laughs> we love gary so you've also been busy with the gold community gina yes yeah, so working on some um new tutorials uh how to how awesome. to um uh connect and get a great authentic looking smile and this is like not just a matter of uh what to say to people but it's an in-depth tutorial on everything you need to do and I give about three or four examples and go into great detail and this is all next level stuff uh, that is going to make uh, your photography stand out so I've been working on that and uh, several other uh, tutorials all as part of the uh, headshot course which should be out soon Val so yeah mm, very busy cool. with, the, with the goldies yeah all right, so um, if you want to find out more about the awesome gold community, have a listen to this. This podcast is brought to you by the gold community. If you want to take your photography to the next level, I'd like to invite you to join my gold community. I love mentoring members and many achieve so much more than they think is possible. Here's what Frank Romano had to say. When I called you and, and you were gracious enough to, to humour me and something magical happened that night and, uh, you know, uh, when you just showed me two or three things, my mind just went boom and I just said, yeah, this is, this, this is it, away we go. And um, the flame's been uh, roaring ever since. You know, I get up at 6, uh, you know, 6, 6.30 every day and I would spend at least half an hour to an hour every day uh, learning uh, some, mm. some skill, either a technical skill, a creative skill, uh, online, listening to uh, or, you know, going through your, uh, your tutorials. I've been through your tutorials many, many times again mm. and again and again. Um, so, so... It's, it's, it's really a, uh, identifying, you know, and I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, aren't clear, well, you know, why, why are you actually doing this? What's your intention? And they're not totally focused and committed on that. But if you're totally focused and passionate about achieving that intention, then you'll focus your attention on those areas and, and you'll, you'll uh, achieve or you'll go looking for the skills. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, just go to genomilitia.com and click on Join the Community. All right, so let's move on to this week's topic, five portrait photography techniques every photographer should know. Now, this is, I know this is going to be great because quite frankly, I think Gina is one of the best portrait photographers around, if not the best. And I have worked with many, both in the capacity of commissioning them, but also, you know, when I worked in magazines particularly, but also being in front of them, in front of the camera. So, I, and I just think that Gina's techniques and the way she connects with people and the way she thinks about a portrait is, uh, they're just absolutely fantastic. So I'm very keen to hear what you have to say this episode, Gina. Where do we start? 
Thanks, Val. We, we start with a quote. It's been a while. Ugh. Don't roll your eyes. I know you're going to rip this off and put it in your uh, in one of your journals. It'll end up there, so you can you can have it for that. I don't <laughs> rip it off. Great. I always attribute my due. Uh, of course, no, but it's like not my quote, so you can yeah. go for it. You can have it, but I'm ha- happy to uh, find these for you. And I've got okay. millions more Thank if you. you need them, Val. Okay, just ask. Uh, yeah. So, do more than is required. What is the distance between someone who is achieve their goals consistently and those who spend their lives and careers merely following it's the extra mile and that's from gary ryan blair good name excellent yes yeah so Mm. do more that is in quiet so once val you understand the basics of like exposure and light in a portrait Mm. it's easy today it's easy for anyone with a smartphone or a um you know, a camera to take an okay portrait, point and shoot, right? And you go, oh, look at that. That looks amazing. But it's these little small, subtle changes, this next level stuff that I'm going to share with you today that's going to take your portraits from meh, love Mm. that word, meh, Meh. to amazing, (laughs) right? And and make your images stand out from the pack and, it, and they feel like little tiny little you know inconsequential changes but they make a huge difference to how confident your model looks how connected your model looks how polished your portrait looks and you know even if your clients or the people that you're shooting for don't quite understand what it is that they've done they're just going mm-hmm. to keep gravitating back to your portraits and they'll go don't know why but I just love that portrait. Don't know why, but it stands out, you know. Mm. So shall we uh, get into it? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. All right. So the head, the first one, as I mentioned uh, with uh, when we were talking about uh, Brianne's work in, mm. in the CCs is to do with the head tilt. Now, mm. Val, when we um, go to take a portrait of someone and particularly if they're not used to having their photo taken or haven't had it often, which is pretty much everyone Most really, people, unless yep. you're, you're a selfie Model. sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. Or mm. you're, you're in, you know, into it, but mm. <laughs> the natural reaction and every, everybody does this, everybody does this is that the natural reaction is to tilt your head away from the camera right? You rear your head back. I don't know, a protective thing or something, but that's what everyone does. Everyone tilts back and away. And so what I'm Oh, I know why. I'm just doing it now. I reckon it's because you subconsciously, when you tilt away, you've it's like you think you're going to get rid of a double chin and you if you you think if you lean forward that you're going to get more of a double chin. It may be even deeper than that, Val, okay. and it might be like uh, when you fear something, you want to be away from it. So you know, um, oh, yes. that, that, that you know, body language experts talk about that when um, you know you see people in a group and you want to know if the people in the group are into what you're telling them. Mm. Look at their feet. And if people are interested in what you're saying, they'll point their feet towards you. If they're, mm. if they're not interested, they'll point their feet away from you. And that's a, like a subconscious thing. And obviously people in the group that uh, aren't into what you're saying, when you're into someone, right, mm. you naturally lean towards them. Have you noticed yes. that? If you're having a yeah, conversation sure. huddled in the corner, when you're not, you're doing everything in your power to lean yes. back away yes. from them. So I think it's to do like it's a fear, um, uncertainty thing so that people will naturally tilt their head back. So I'm constantly, you'll remember this from when I'm shooting you, bring your head down, forward mm. and down, Val, head mm. forward and down. So I'm constantly reminding and I feel like a broken record, but once you notice it for the first time, so this is what I'm suggesting today, go and have a look through your uh, archives of uh, headshots or portraits that you've taken from people and have a look at the head tilt and have a look at how many of those shots where people are naturally uh, tilting their head back and away from the camera. And it's just mm. a gentle direction is to bring the head 
forward and down. The other thing is that people will also cock their head, the angle of their head, away from the camera as well. And there is an angle that when it's away, a certain angle that looks, it lacks confidence. And I'm constantly um, asking them to tilt their head the other way, forward and down towards me. And that also um, gives the impression that the model looks more confident than they're actually feeling. And the way I do that rather than um, telling them is I actually use my hands and I'll place my hands in front of me together. Uh, I think there's a a video of me doing this in the posing course, Val, where I show exactly how I do it. And when you get the hang of this, it's so good because you can actually direct. And this is why I like to shoot on a tripod as well, Val, because the camera stays put, right? And I can use my hands to direct and I'll just uh, angle my hands and just... um, tilt my hands in the angle that I want the person to tilt their head. So basically Gina makes, uses her her forefinger, is that what, her index finger and her thumb on both hands to create a sort of like a, 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 no, I'll say that again. Gina uses her hands um, so that they're like perpendicular to her body. You know, yeah. as if she's praying, but then they're about twenty centimeters apart, and then she, yeah. then she tilts that as if as if she's got her hands on the on both sides of someone's head. That's it. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah. she's literally as if she's moving, as if she's moving their head. Yeah, and and without speaking, and you'll just say, okay, just tilt your head, and you bring your hands up, and you'll tilt your hands, and they move their head, and it, it's mm. just so easy for the person. Mm. They're not getting confused, as in you're not using those visual cues that are turn left, turn right, because everyone gets confused. Because look, no one knows mm. what right. So or even left. though Gina might be five meters away, yeah. the fact that she's got her hands in that. Um, pose. It's the. It's as if the person feels like her hands are on their exactly. face, and yes. they just move their face accordingly, their head accordingly. It's really interesting. And you feel like you've got magic powers. Yeah, it's it, it's so easy and it's so easy for the model. And it's kind of this uh, really nice thing you can do together because you're in sync. Mm. Um, and and without having to speak. Uh, So I think that Mm. works successfully. So the head tilt is the first one, Val. So there's a a couple of good techniques that you can um, use to uh, ensure that you've got that confident head tilt and you don't want a, a head tilt that's too over the top, but it's just a slight slight movement and this is something that you can practice even with a friend and have a look at the difference when the head's tilted back away from the camera or at, a, at the wrong angle as opposed to t- tilting it forward and down so um, and this is a, like I've just done a tutorial on this as well uh, for the Goldies so it's 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 a great one so worth practicing and, and um, just be aware is, is even the, the start of that. Um, All right, so the next one, uh, so important, and I see this all the time. I'm constantly, whenever I'm looking at an ad or a movie poster or any any photo that's got a person in it, I'm looking at the person's eyes Mm. and uh, seeing how connected they are and whether they're, it's the expression I use, is there someone home (laughs) in the eyes? And I'm also looking at that when I'm looking at someone who's being interviewed on TV, uh, Mm. how connected they are, how engaged they are. And I think that is so important. And so what happens when you're photographing someone is they're going to be living in their head. They're not in the moment. They're not in the moment with Mm. you. Instead, they're in their head and uh, what are some common thoughts that go through someone's mind when they're being photographed (laughs) they might be thinking um, I hope I don't get a parking ticket while I'm at this photo session Uh, or it comes down to you know thinking about themselves does my hair look good does my yeah. bum look big in these jeans? Is, yeah. Are these the right earrings or is this the right colour or am I doing this right? And when you're thinking of these things, everything that you think is reflected in your eyes. And so if mm. you're not actually engaged in the moment, you're going to end up with, even though you might be smiling for the camera, you might end up with a, a eyes that are disconnected. When yeah. you and, and this is such a tiny, tiny, tiny little tweak, but it this will bring your image to life. And so 
If you're lucky as a photographer, when you're photographing someone, you will get one in every 10 people that you photograph is going to do this naturally because they're a naturally engaged and present Mm. person and you'll get Mm. that connection in the eyes. The other nine people, not so much. So it's the other nine people that you're worried about. So this is where there are some great techniques that a good photographer will use that includes um, visualization or distraction. The first one, the second one is the easiest one. So I'll deal with that first and that's distraction. And so what I mean by that is if they're in their, in their thinking mind, they're going to be thinking all those, uh, you know, um, uh, thoughts that we just discussed. How can you distract them to bring them back into the moment? So, uh, that really, really simple one to, to try and get those eyes connected and stop them thinking is to give them something to do. There's a couple of things that you can do. You can ask them to, once you've got them, the head positioned, the, you've got them posed the way you want, you can say, okay, eyes only, I want you to look um, at the wall, at the green wall. And if they've got a green wall, just flick your eyes out to the green wall. So they'll look mm-hmm. out without moving their head. They'll look out to their left or right, mm-hmm. but always give them a visual cue. Don't say look left, look right. Just yeah. say look look towards the green wall or the mm-hmm. red wall or whatever's next to them, whatever's the easiest. The window, look out towards the window with your eyes, but don't move your um, shape. And so they'll mm-hmm. flick their eyes out and then you say, and eyes to me. And eyes mm-hmm. away and eyes to me. And for the very nervous models, I might do this 20 times. Mm. And in between, I might be cracking a little joke to get a little smile out of them. But it, all it is is giving them enough of a, a distraction to, mm. to, sh- to shut up that, that uh, racing mind and those, uh, those, uh, those inner, that inner monologue that's going yeah. on. And it gives you connected eyes and it works. And that's a basic one. So you can try that one first because that one is a great one to give you fresh and connected eyes. Next level is to do, and I do this a lot with uh, anyone that I photograph, is visualization. Certainly works for you, Val, visualization. (laughs) So with someone like you, um, and I know that you can see it so easily in your eyes, Val, when you leave the room. And I'll say it to you, you've left the room, you're not here anymore, where'd you go? And you're like, well, I'm thinking about spreadsheets and I've got 50 million things to organise that are having the phones ringing and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, but for this next three minutes, Val, just stay here in the room. So the way I get you to be present, it's so easy with you, I just go, well, let's think about rocks. Tell me about what, what's Rexy doing? My cat. Which is your cat. And what about Rocky? And then you just, everything about you softens. (laughs) You just melt (laughs) and then your eyes just actually fill with love. And I go, all right, let's hold that thought. Keep telling (laughs) me about Rocky. and, And I just want you to think about... What you last did with uh, Rexy and Rocky, you know, yeah. and then you'll you'll soften, and the eyes are connected and warm, and mm-hmm. and 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 then if you go back into your head, the eyes go back and they're distracted again. So that's a really easy thing to do, and it's mm-hmm. like it's not one size fits all for these kinds of visualizations. That's right. You so can't you- say Rexy and Rocky to just anyone. So you're not going to get a CEO that runs, you know, a car company, you know, big alpha <laughs> male type, go and go, okay. <laughs> What's your kitty's name? <laughs> because he's you never work, know, right? You never well, know. You never he know. might love his you cat. You never know. But that, that you don't want to have it. too many tries at this, otherwise they're going to lose confidence in you. So you can you can do an easy one, you know, with a big bloke like that. So say say you know someone is a car freak. They love cars. Mm. You just go, well, what do you think of the latest Ford that's just come out, I guess, or try and pick a car that car company that hasn't gone under lately, you yeah. know, and go, hey, do you like the new blah, 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 if you know anything about cars? If you don't, don't bother. And they'll go, and- oh, my God, yeah, this car's got the da 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 And you see their eyes yeah, light up. So light up, It might yeah. take you a few goes or, you know, sport. And that's uh, why also it's a good thing just to have a bit of a chat when you're not shooting. Exactly. You know, just to get to know them a little bit. Yeah. And I that- think that there's there might be listeners out there who are thinking, oh, yeah, my my subjects are connected and I don't think I need to try those things, but try them anyway because you might not actually see the difference. You might not mm. know what you don't know. It might only be when you actually really engage them that you see the difference in their eyes and then you yeah. go, that's what I need to go for. 
So try it anyway, even if you think you're currently connecting okay. You will, it's it's like a, it's like literally the lights turn on. It's 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 a, it's a little piece it of is. magic. It's a little piece of magic and you know when you've engaged somebody. So if you haven't really felt that feeling, then you need to keep trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just keep chipping away. Uh, holidays work really well. What was your last holiday mm-hmm. that you went on? Or, you know, to, if you know someone has a child, ask them about the child. If you know they have a pet, ask them about a pet. It's not hard to find some, something that I've got a good loves. one. I've got a good story. I uh, um, Because I also do that with writing because sometimes photographers shoot while I'm interviewing. Right. So they need to catch, I need to try and talk about something that's going to get the person to light up so that the photographer can actually capture that moment. And I was doing, I was interviewing John Bon Jovi, love of my life. And yep. And, you know, he was going through the motions and we were having a very, fairly standard interview. And, you know, he was obviously being lovely and polite and everything, but I could see that I wasn't getting that little moment of magic and it wasn't until, and I tried all these different questions and I still wasn't getting my little moment of magic. And it wasn't until I um, talked to him about the beginning and end of the Nick Hornby book about a boy when, and they, and in the movie, um, uh, in, in the, in the movie, they start and end with a lyric, a spoken lyric from a, uh, a Bon Jovi song. So it, it says, um, a wise man once said, no man is an island. And it starts and ends with that. And his eyes lit up. Obviously nobody had actually noticed or, yeah. or asked him that question for. And his eyes lit up and he started talking about it. Everyone in the room started talking about it. And then I got my little moment of magic. So sometimes it does take a few goes, but you know when you've got it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's fantastic, and you, and you see it, and uh, and directors do the same thing when they're directing their talent yeah. on it. You know, if you've got someone close up and and they can see it, it's like that's flat. They'll say that that performance mm. was flat, and voiceover is the same. There's no smile in the voice; it's all you know flat. So you know you've got to bring the A game, and this is next level stuff, tiny. But you know, once you do this. Go back and you'll be able to just spot. You'll be you'll be editing your images and you'll say dead eyes, dead eyes, dead eyes. Mm. There's the light. There it is. Mm. And it is. It's not a particular thing that you notice. It is a bit of magic. You're right in describing it that way because there's no other way to describe it, Val. Mm. Okay. What's the next one? All right. So this one uh, is the next one is pose and direct everyone especially the pros. So when you're dealing with a professional model or someone Mm. who has modeled a little bit or anyone, you know, a lot of people who think that they they know what they're doing, uh, Mm. which is maybe, you know, in today's day and age, everyone is in front of the camera a fair bit more. They're, you know, on Instagram and they're photographing themselves and they think they've got all their angles and uh, certainly this happens when I'm photographing very well-known models or very well-known actors. They'll, they'll bring me their A-game in terms of their, their signature pose. You still need to pose and direct them because yeah. often uh, a lot of models and perhaps those that are not as successful, maybe the junior ones that are starting out, will have their go-to pose, but it's got that try-hard look about it. Yes. You know, it's my hands on hips yep. and they're not quite getting it right. It's almost there, but it's not quite right. And it ends up looking awkward or too try-hard. So mm. they're the ones that you need to learn to recognize and don't just settle for, yeah, that, that'll do, that looks good. And it's kind of like it's a matter of you don't know what you don't know, but mm. like the more you experiment with this and you'll start to learn what is uh, a better-looking pose for people's body shape and where they – and you're looking, you're looking at the pose and it's like – do they look like that? Do they look like they're owning that shot? You know, because it doesn't matter how a person stands. What you want is when they stand, they completely own it. It's theirs. 
you know they're not yeah. borrowing it they're not trying to be someone else which is i guess that that try hard uh and so it's little tweaks like um you know the the the, the body angle just steering it like five degrees in another angle uh, direction and uh just placing the feet a little bit further apart or a little bit further together so that they really uh, own the shot and giving them um, visual cues and encouragement and even uh, so much as to give them a starting point when you're uh, posing them and letting them go into their own way will help but it's really noticing those little tweaks and you know when you see that the arms on the you know hands on hips just look too 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 much then just you know gently steer them you don't want to say that looks that looks fake or you try it looks like you're trying too hard you never say that you always want to be encouraging you know you let them pose themselves and you go that's great let's try arms down or hands in pockets or you know and this is when it comes down to knowing a couple of go-to poses that you know that are a good starting point and work for everyone like getting someone to lean up against a wall or getting someone to lean up and over some something is going to automatically make them feel supported and look confident in that pose and then it's just a matter of little tiny little tweaks like the head tilt uh the way that you know look at the hands and watch that they're not clasping their hands together tightly if they're a little bit nervous they will do that but just um you know keeping all those little little tweaks uh to just direct even the professional models don't just let someone give you the portrait unless Mm. the exception is val if it's a character portrait Right, sure. Character portrait, that's completely different. It's like you want to capture that person as they are. So can you please define character portrait for people? So character portrait is uh, you want to capture that person in, it might be, say, you're photographing someone who's a chef and you're photographing them in the kitchen and you'll give them maybe some props to hold on to. You're not going to pose them because then it's not them anymore. You want them to be in that environment as who they are, as authentic as possible. So you're not going to be trying to make them look like a supermodel. So, But when mm. I'm talking about a, a, a portrait, it's like you're trying to capture someone in the best possible light. So you want their body to, to be in the best angle that shows their body off in the best way. You want their head tilt to look confident and uh, you're going to be angling the arms and the legs so that they look, you know, as 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 great as you can possibly make them look, which is slightly different to a character portrait. Yeah. Great. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, and the next one, Val, yeah. is uh, there is no one size fits all in portrait photography. So no. uh, I see a lot of, uh, you know, workshops and tutorials out there that they'll say that, that you know, and, and, and a lot of go-to photography uh, techniques. And I certainly did this when I was starting out. I, I worked out my uh, lighting style and I'm like, all right, this works. I'm going to do this for everyone. I'm going to do white background, two lights, uh, you know, it's going to be flat. This is how I'm going to light Mm. everyone. But it's like you end up trying to um, force a lighting style onto everyone and it doesn't work for everyone. So it's like I look at now lighting the person individually and I will think about the coloring that they have, their skin tone, their hair color, and I will think about a particular background choice that works for that. So there are some people that you put them in front of a white background and it just makes them glow Val they just stand mm. out they look amazing and then there's other people that you put them in front of a white background they look washed out mm. it doesn't work for their skin tone or their hair coloring so these are important things so it's like you know learning to um experiment and like the person rather than trying to just do a one size fits all um so yeah it's it's worth experimenting the lighting style as well don't just do the same flat lighting for everyone like you know when you discover garage light you want to use it for everyone it's just flat light and it is it's beautiful and it'll work in most cases people will look good but it's not until you experiment that you realize oh my god i could try split lighting and it looks so dramatic and really cool Mm. on some faces and not so much on others or rembrandt looks amazing on certain skin tones 
not so great on others and beauty lighting looks amazing for some people not so much with others but knowing all the different lighting styles and there is i can't remember the podcast episode but if you go back into the archives and you look at um portrait lighting styles every photographer should know it we go into great detail about what the different portrait lighting styles are and how to achieve them and these all these lighting styles you can do with one speed light one eighty dollar investment and one modifier and you can achieve all these different split Rembrandt beauty lighting if you're a a gold community a member I've got tutorials to show you how to create all these lighting styles using daylight or flash using just one light and I've been seeing so many fantastic comments from people who are doing those tutorials and who are just killing it with understanding lighting which is fantastic yeah Mm. okay yes what's next all right, so last one, Val, is, and this is another game changer to capturing that authentic and beautiful uh, portrait, is look for the moments between frames, and then you want to allow your model to find their own natural pose. So what I mean by that mm. is you want to give, um, you've got an idea. So we all have an idea of, oh, I've got this great portrait I want to do, and this is, I've got the, an image in my head. You've got an image in your mind's eye of how you want your model to look, and you want them to be sitting in a particular way. You've got your background worked out, or you've discovered this amazing location. And then you get your model, and they'll come along, and you'll pose them in that position, and it just doesn't work on them. Okay. Mm. And so what, and I used to do this. I used to just, I used to force that. I'm like, okay, I've got this image in my mind. They're going <laughs> to sit in a certain way and I'm just going to make it work. And I'm just going to keep, keep shooting it until they <laughs> get it right. And then what happens is the model just looks awkward because they don't own that pose. They don't, it doesn't feel right for them. Yeah. So what I've learned to do is, um, have that pose as a starting point. So you might have uh, a model sitting in a chair and I'll go in and I'll go, okay, this is what I've got in mind for you. And I'll go in and I'll sit in the chair and I might be leaning slightly forward. I might have my hands clasped and uh, this is the angle that I want your head in. That's what I want you to do. So the model will go in and do that and, you know, one out of 10 will get it straight away. There's always that person that just gets it, you know? And then there's the other people that just have a, a difficult time. And so I'll let them get as close they, as they can. And I might start shooting and just encourage them. That looks amazing. That looks amazing. And then I might stop and just sort of fiddle around with the camera. There's nothing wrong with the camera, but I'm just doing it so that they'll relax. And I'll tell them, I'm not shooting. I'm just, I just need to fix something. Yeah. And in that moment, they're going to relax and they will Mm. do something naturally. They'll like Mm. shift their body into a natural pose that suits them and you'll see it. Just watch out for it and they'll just be, it might be that they just move their foot slightly, their head, the angle of their body will change slightly and they'll just shift and they'll make that pose their own. That's Mm. what you want to be shooting. And then there's also, when you're doing that, there'll be moments between frames when they'll just drop that photo face and you'll Mm. capture a more authentic look. So you want to look for those. So I'm constantly talking and chatting about stuff and there might be something that happens when you'll say something and they'll laugh and you'll you'll capture the first laugh, but it's the second frame after that as the the smile's still there in the eyes and on the mouth, but Mm. it's not as exaggerated. That'll be great or something will be said and they'll laugh off camera and you'll get a completely candid shot which can also be beautiful but a lot of photographers miss that because they're so fixated and I was too as like no this is a shot that I want and anything else you'll just ignore keep shooting because they can often be that's the magic when they look away and they um you know you capture that completely candid moment that that so, is gold i want to add something to that because i completely agree with gina in that you obviously you try your own poses but obviously keep shooting keep a lookout and keep shooting when they're a little bit more off guard but don't do this which is what happened to me last year when i was being shot by you know a major magazine who should know better and by a uh, Um, reputable photographer well you know an experienced photographer and we had all that the clothes start had hair and makeup all of that proper shoot studio everything 
sat down and the photographer just starts chatting and and shooting and I don't actually you know how you can turn the noise off on your camera um I can't remember whether I could hear the noise oh, the anyway beep, beep yeah you know just the yeah yeah um and so just chatting and chatting about you know just nothing, nothing. and then okay we're done so at no point did I know that we were shooting <gasps> And the the photos are horrendous. I have not even shown them to anyone, even though it's published in a national magazine. I haven't told anyone because they look horrendous. Yeah. And be, so don't do don't go the other direction. <laughs> too, and, that's too loose, Val. Yeah. Too loose. Yeah. It's sloppy. It's sloppy shooting. Exactly. It, it's it terrible. really is. That is sloppy. Oh, it's mortifying for the yeah. person. Yeah. And so, and you will never work with that photographer again. But had that photographer had done a great job, when you photograph someone and you make them look amazing, people remember. Yeah. People remember. I just got a text, Val, from Mm. someone that I worked with, and I get this all the time. Mm. I worked with them last 10 years ago, right? Mm. And uh, they uh, have to do another big shoot, and Mm. they've contacted me like Mm. 10 years. Yeah, that's right. They'll still remember you. So because if you make they know someone you feel ended amazing, up with a good result. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. they people want to continue to work They'll with come you. Back so again it's and it's again. so worth. You know, these sound like such tiny little minute mm. details, but it is. You just give it a go, experiment, try it on your friends, and mm. um, you'll and and when that moment, it's it, this is a big moment when you can notice someone home in the eyes and the mm. difference between an authentic smile and uh, one that's fabricated. The moment that you can see that, you can spot that as a photographer is as big as the day that you learn to uh, recognise the difference between good light and bad light. It's a big moment, but it's a game changer in terms of how great your photography to, will look. And it's just a matter of practice, 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 and then it, it just, at first you don't get it. You go, I don't know what I'm looking at, but you mm. uh, believe me, you'll see it. And it's like, look for that magic moment. And yeah. please, if you've created that shot, do share. Share yes. it in the uh, podcast community. We love seeing your work. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. What are you doing in the coming week, Gina? Oh, busy week, running around, Val, lots lots going on like you. So, yeah, I'm working on um, some more tutorials. We've got the AMA, Ask Me Anything, mm. uh, in the gold community this week. So I love doing those, uh, yep. Facebook Live. So fantastic. So always lots going on. What about you, Val? You're continuing your exhibition is still going. The exhibition is still going, but now I'm part of a group exhibition at the Royal Botanic Gardens in Sydney. So I've got um, a couple of pieces in that and have to get them organised. And then I'm going to be visiting you soon. That's right. Yeah, we'll be hanging out. So we'll probably uh, do a a podcast when we're here. Together. So yeah, yeah, that'll be amazing. So exciting stuff. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. So where do we find you online, Gina? You can find me at Gina Militia. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And I'm on all social media at Gina Militia. And if you want to take your photography to the next level and learn some of these uh, techniques that I shared with you today and be like the other gold members who are honestly, they are all fl- I'm so proud of the work so that good. they've achieved. Amazing. And it's like, you know, I can take you from never having lit or work with lighting to, you know, really knowing what you're doing and creating amazing images. And they're so proud of their work and um, it's just an amazing experience. And why don't you come and join the goal community? You can check it out at GinaMilitia.com and just click mm. on join the community. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, uh, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. And, of course, please do join um, – Uh, Please do make sure you look at all of the show notes, which we have at GinaMilitia.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com. 